0: So first of all, I'd just like to um, pass on a message from the um, logistics department. (laughs) And their message is that uh, in order to accommodate the uh, full range of the chores and duties to have the uh, work period, concluding 8.45 in the morning. So we'll do from 7.45 to 8.45 morning. But today you've got 15 minutes off. So so from tomorrow onwards, 7.45 to 8.45 would be the work period. <coughs> the outward work anyway. So the inward work, the inwards-onwards work, Dhamma practice. Um, so just to uh, present, uh, outline a model, and then to perhaps uh, put in some details around one aspect of that mainly the bodily aspect. So the model (coughs) I'll present (coughs) um, concerns three particular uh, domains or channels of awareness. Uh, These correspond to kaya, vajji and chitta in the Pali. Kaya is the bodily aspect of awareness or the way that awareness operates through the body, which particularly the sense of balance is a bodily sense. You can't figure it with your head. You know, it's a, something that's innate to bodies to establish balance. Um, There's one very obvious aspect of bodily awareness, mm. there are others. But uh, awareness, as it operates through the chitta, which is can be translated as mind or heart. It's the affective sense jitta feels. Jitta feels and responds. So, this aspect, awareness operates through that. Affecting, feeling something, responding. Mm -hmm. Awareness also operates through what's called vajji, which is the ability to articulate. We can conceive, we can bring something to mind. We can lift our th- Oh, that's one of those. And ding, there it is. We can abstract. Yeah. So awareness can operate through that. It checks something out. Is it this? Is it that? And with a thought, you know, bring up the thought and your mind will go there. Your awareness will go there. You'll, you'll contemplate. You'll look in that direction. So this is the articulation of faculty, thought and speech. So in the Buddha's outline of these, he says, well, the the basic uh, mediator of the bodily domain is breathing in, breathing out. Uh, Moderator of the heart domain is perception and feeling perception, impressions that we receive and feeling. That's what gives us a sense of having a heart. When we receive impressions, something means something to us. Something signifies something. Sanya signifies it. Oh, it's one of those. Look at that flash of recognition. That's a heart faculty. Feeling faculty in the heart is feeling pleasure, pain, feeling repelled, feeling welcomed, feeling encouraged, feeling blocked, you know, it's, just, it's kind of all set up with that, the feeling domain. And then the, it's called the articulation, is there through two factors, vitaka, vichara. Vitaka is the pointing of the mind, the ability to draw up one word, to sharpen attention down to one point for a second, for a a microsecond, you get it. That's that, it's the pointer, it's the finger of thought. And the other aspect of the thought process, the articulation process, is the uh, vichara, and this is the palm of thought. It's the one that goes, "Mm, uh, like this, Mm, like this oh it's like this, so it ponders it, it takes something in and it stays with that and it rolls it around and goes is it like this, is it like that, what's the word for this It's. Was it one of those, it's ah that's it, you know it gets it, so you talk of points like the finger vichara hands handles it like the palm and you need both don't you, you know all palm and no fingers, it's going to be a kind of Line sort of the, <laughs> yeah. All fingers and no palms, you keep pointing, you don't actually get anything, yeah. So, these three faculties, and by and large, this this third faculty, the Vajji Sankara, the Vajji faculty, the verbalization is uh, by and large overcharged. Uh, in <laughs> you might have noticed because there's so many words everywhere, written up on walls, extremely literate. You can imagine living at the time of the Buddha, there weren't that many words written up anywhere. Writing wasn't usual, quite a rare thing. And you know, a lot of the time there just wouldn't be any words, (laughs) you know, being thrown around, particularly if you're contemplative. A lot of it's just feeling it in your body, feeling it in your heart. Yeah. Uh, and, and the problem is that uh, the articulation faculty, the verbalization, the ability to bring up words is so highly charged, highly revered, and seen as the true reality. Knowledge, encyclopedias, Wikipedia, communications, this is giving us our solid ground, isn't it? The verbal stuff. Tells us where we are, who we are, what's going on, the news and da 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 da, da giving us the solid ground, the verbal thing. When you contemplate you recognise it doesn't give you any solid ground at all. <laughs> just gives you <laughs> just gives you a kind of buzzing activity. Yeah, of momently flickers of light. Oh that's that, that's that, and then they go out. Flicker, then it's out, flicker, then it's out. But it's useful as a, as a pointer saying, go there, go to that, and then feel it, feel it with your heart. Get it, really get it. What's the meaning of this? Take it in. Feel it in your body. How's this feel in your body? So, so it's not useless, but it's uh, generally overactivated and moving off into huge domains of abstraction. Of principles, of uh, theories, of ideals, of rights and wrongs, of justice and freedom, and stuff that sends us gets us quite excited, and you know, opinionated, and quarrelling. So, you know, naturally, a lot of the Buddha's dhamma is conveyed in these texts and words. But remember these are translations of direct experience into abstract, because that's the way you can freeze them. You can then keep them going for centuries. You can't do that any other way. Abstraction is the way to, to keep things going. Yeah. So we have that. But these are translations into words of direct experience translations from the direct here and now experience into verbal structures. And then you've got to take those verbal structures like you're taking your dried peas, <laughs> you put them in water and they gradually unfold and then you get the flavor. Just munch dried peas, it's not going to be a very pleasant experience. <laughs> so this is the, these, in these three domains, title retreat holistic awareness these three operating together is is the optimal Mm. but maybe you know just bearing in mind that to cool to slow to get a lot more pausing around the verbal structures so you let the other forms of intelligence come to the fore Mm. you tend to be rather shy and bashful and not very astute at first Mm because we've so prioritized the verbal. Now, really, you know, release and so forth is very much felt experience as a felt experience in the heart. Feeling of peace, freedom, release, non-oppression, ease. inspiration aspiration devotion commitment faith patience these are all strong heart energies but what i will touch into this morning particularly is body and um, you know buddhism really begins with the heart it begins with dana sila faith Aspiration begins there, but it needs to enter the body to get its firming up, to get its groundedness, to get its self-rooted, get itself established. So the Buddha highly recommended and praised mindfulness based in the body. <clears throat> and uh, as we kind of unpick that verbal uh, piece mindfulness space in the body, it's as you contemplate it, as you read, as you as you practice, it's really knowing the body in the body. So it's this phrase, one knows the body in the body, or with reference to the body, or in the location of the body, or in bodily terms. It's this this is the phrase that's used, kayakaye. Um, so what this means is really trying to sense the body in its own terms, not in terms of what our, we think, or even certainly not in visual terms. And these tend to be the ways we will refer to the body, we I think about our bodies and what they could be, should be, compare them with other people's bodies, how old, how young, gender, so forth. And well, this is not going to get us anywhere really very useful. <laughs> Visually, yeah, where does that take you? (laughs) Look in the mirror, you know. Is this a happy experience, peaceful experience? (laughs) Probably not. Visually, you know, comparing surfaces. Where's that gonna take you? What happens to surfaces anyway? They tend to crack up and uh, (laughs) crumble. And how long do you? How much time do you want to spend into kind of keeping a surface going? How much of it is really necessary? So there it is. Okay. So a strong inclination is move away from the surfaces, move away from the visual, the conceptual. Much more to in-depth experience of body. And this itself is already a tremendous training in its own right. Just taking that little piece, just recognizing how much of one's self identity is based upon this visual experience. We think the visual experience is the body. It's not, it's the visual experience of something we can see, that's all. Can't see your spleen, you can't see your nerves, but you certainly got them. And around the visual and surface is where so much of the vanity, aversion, passions, so forth, get aroused. It's not anywhere useful, really. It's there, you've got to deal with it, but it's not something you really want to, you know, linger in and or make much of. And even when we're not doing that, still the the sense of it, you know, the background impression can be based upon this visual experience. Trying to look okay. seeing other people's bodies and then feeling sort of you know uncertain how distant or you know coming into your own That's why we practice visual restraint just turning that off and trying to feel much more where your own body is very uh helpful just as a training this is going to give you grounding stability balance Awareness through the body, awareness through the heart, awareness through thought operates in these ways. What the awareness through the body will, will offer us is access to calm, to very fundamental here because the body is never abstract. It can never uh, get uh, excited about anything. It can get you know, hurt, defended, tense. So these are the heart impressions, the heart relates to the body body in itself just knows things like pleasure, pain, tension, release, uh, vitality, sickness, tired, excited. You know, it knows these very fundamental qualities to it, sensations, energies. And if you're looking for the most useful bodily experience, For meditation, you want to come into energy. Uh, Two things you can feel directly relate to the body is sensation, and this is associated with uh, um, contact impressions, such as pressures, pains, sensations, and you get a sensation and a feeling aroused around that sensation. Sensation is just the touch contact, And then a feeling, degree of pleasure or displeasure is aroused around that. It's either agreeable or disagreeable. Hmm. Sensation. And we're full of that. It's full of it. It twinges, it aches, it throbs. Even just sitting still, you get these sensations running around the body. And if you realize after a while that if that's all there is, it's never going to be that peaceful because sensations come and go um, pleasant ones don't last long enough the unpleasant ones keep getting in trying to get your body to feel comfortable in terms of sensations is quite a workout you can spend days, months, years trying to get your body's sensations to add up to a comfortable blend and it's still a hit and a miss affair really because any any moment, tooth can go jang, jang, jang <laughs> You get a headache, you get uh, something twinges, you stub your toe, there we are back in the sensation. Inferno again, you know, it just tips over like that at any moment, really, any moment it can go. So sensations come and go, but there's something more primary than that, which is energies, which is a sense of vitality and what energy, body energy does, it fundamentally gives you the sense of being here. You know, there's a certain sense of presence associated with it. It's coherent, it's steady. It can be steadied, it can be balanced. It's still changeable, but it's a, it's a more calming quality, a more sustainable quality, than sensation. And it's something that directly relates to the heart. So this is where these things start, these three modes tend to come together through the relationship between the body and the heart. So when we feel happy in our hearts, we tend to feel something happens in your body You can probably feel brightened up, lifted up. When you feel uh, saddened, you probably feel in your body a kind of slumping effect, depressed. You feel angry, it's kind of bristling, flaring up of body energy. When you feel uh, frightened, fear, you get another, get another set of body energies come in. When you feel loved and welcomed, something else happens. When you feel relaxed, something happens. When you feel tense, something happens. So these are where the body and the heart meet on an energetic level. And what we can do with mindfulness of the body is, is come into this energetic domain and begin to enter it, heal it, steady it, calm it. And it has the effect on healing, calming, steadying the heart. That's the simple arithmetic of it. There's no way you can have a, a really a calm, steady heart if your body doesn't feel comfortable and relaxed and steady, but you're not gonna find that in sensations. So you want to? You basically try and just arrange the body, and it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be that good, is it? <laughs> How long are you going to sit sit for before it starts to? <laughs> so you want to actually? try and tune in much more to the heart, the body energy, so that you can get that going, and your heart listens to that, and it's not really giving that much attention to sensation. That is possible. Just like when we're listening to uh, music, we're not aware of our bodies. We, you know, we're in that. When you're listening to, when you're really with something in your heart, then other aspects fall away. Sensations tend to you know, be in the background, unless they're really, really powerful. So this is definitely a possibility, nothing superhuman about that. It takes a bit of skill and training to just tune into the right channel. This is where the, the body and the heart come together and the thinking mind is there to just to keep getting us back to the point. What's happening? Where is that? How is that? Point, point, point. Where's the breathing? Point. Mm. What's helpful? What's comfortable? What do you not need to do now? What can you switch off? As I was saying earlier, one of the things we need to learn, you know, we all know how to to switch on, how to power up, how to get going. We don't necessarily where to go, but we know get going. We know that signal, so you kind of run around, got to get going somewhere, but don't know where. <laughs> but we can all get going. Powering up is not a problem. Switching it off is a is an issue. <laughs> you, know, you can sit there and the wheels are still turning, speeding away, you know, you can't switch it off. That's that's the problem, isn't it, of the human domain. And everything is designed, really, in our society to keep us going, keep us speeding along, signals, messages, advertisements, signs, you know, things, sights, sounds, words, stop, go, faster, quicker, buy this, go there, just constant. So the wheel is always being kicked and turning. Externally then when you you know, close your eyes, then you do your own stuff. Be quiet, get steady, be mindful, practice, get on with it, more effort, relax, no, slow down, get going, get to the back to the breath, back to the breath, no, don't forget about it. No, just be open, be aware, no, be kind, be compassionate. Unplug, <laughs> you know, So this is a certainly, you know, a balance, isn't it? How much verbal do you need, you know, to actually just keep coming back to the simple tones, tonal qualities that help you to just unplug a little bit more. Hmm. So you know, why are you terms like awakening? rather than becoming something. Awakening slightly. Of course, is now part of jargon, isn't it? Awakening, yeah, awakening. 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 Oh, what's that mean? What does that really mean in your heart? Take a word like that and you come back to the real heart meaning of it. To me, awakening is coming from a kind of closed in dull kind of, everything speeding around in dream state to sort of, like the moment you open your eyes, and oh, it's an opening, widening experience, as as a felt sense, awakening, becoming something. And the Buddha said, I wouldn't favor becoming for as long as a a finger snap. (laughs) In other words, don't do it. Becoming is the movement to the future, to what next, to getting on, to going somewhere else. So we are encouraged to unplug that one. Waking up, awakening, more fully present. These surely are familiar themes. Now, how did that just come from being a series of words into something that's directly felt is through the body. The body translates the abstract into the direct, into the tangible, palpable, steadying. So, so it becomes so strong that even when you can't remember the words, it's there, it's doing it for you. It holds you, it grounds you, it calms you. And the heart can then shift its allegiance from verbal to bodily so it's, you know, so it's that shifting of allegiance actually you can hear this stuff going on up in the top story and babble but not too interested in that because down there listening to that stuff oh yeah that's got the that's the message I need which is just simple quiet Attend deeply to body. And as you do that, as your inclination shifts, there's these thoughts sort of happening somewhere, but it's like the sound of the traffic, or the waterfall, goes in the background, and then, well, you don't hear it anymore. It seems to stop, pass away. It's not through really, you know, going into them, but uh, this fundamental theme. tending to body, to the embodiment experience. Now the awareness or the intelligence in the body, as I say, we can have these transitory experiences such as sensation, you know, just tickling impressions, feeling, bodily feeling, pleasant, unpleasant, bodily energy, can be bright, can be groggy, I imagine most of you quite, be, quite understandably fairly groggy body energy, coming to the neurological car crash, I'm checking in with that, <laughs> and staggering out. So, yeah, not such good news, beginning retreat. It'll change, it'll change. It has to change. Mm-hmm. These are the transitory, these are the changing aspects. Some are more sustainable and more beneficial, but they're all transitory. This is what we call the transitory body, subject to birth, death, aging, food, climate, so forth. And then you have another kind of body, which uh, most I don't even have words for, language for. Trans- the more basic body is just about location, a sense of here, directly here. Hmm. Now that is always going to be there. Wherever you are, you're always here, hmm. directly here. That's what... You say the, the pri- most primary quality of body is embodiment as an intelligence is, oh, this, this is it. This is, this is the me bit, this thing here, here. Now, this is it, this is the real thing. That was just a dream. That was a thought, that was an impression, that was an idea, that was an interesting movie, but here, this bit, this is, this is the real thing. Hmm? That's location. It has balance, so as you come into location, you can feel, oh, seem to be twisted or oh, balance. It has a natural uh, balancing quality to it. It's um, present, nothing much else really. It's very fun, very basic. It's it's not got a lot of um, differentiation in it. just the sense of being here. That's, how, that's what we were born, that's how come we got born. Mm. Something found a location. <laughs> Awareness found a location. <laughs> Said, oh, get into this thing, you know. Maybe it wasn't a good idea, but there it was. And it will be in this thing for as long as it lives. On your dying day, you'll still be the sense of, oh, this is here until there's some release. And then that, you know, if, if the uh, seeds of craving are not completely eradicated, then you're the, trying to find another location. You, then it will look for another body, become another body, and so on. Mm. Location. Mm. That's, the, can I say, the basic sense. So basic, we don't notice it. And most of our attention is about adding to adding to that or even getting out of being here into thoughts into future and into past and into alternatives and where does that go it goes a long way doesn't it? it really goes a long you can go and go and go and you never get to the end of the universe you never get to the end of it traveling out there's no end mm. but the saying of the buddha is is in this body with its consciousness and perceptions and feelings this is where you find the ending of it the ending of the world it rises up here you rise out you move out from this body and you can come back into it and this is where it ends and you don't get to the end of suffering until you get to the end of the world but the end of the world happens here You say, here, where? (laughs) You can't see it. You can't point to it. But you can be it. You can come back to it. The only thing you can really do in it is rest in it. You can't think it. You know, I'm giving you words, but you can't think it. You can't make it happen. It seems frustrating when you try and get it. The only thing you can do for it is rest in it. It's rather nice, isn't it? I think it's, this is really great. I think it's a great religion that basically the highest thing is to take a rest. <laughs> 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 and just how difficult that <laughs> is <laughs> to unplug, you know, the unplugged, Nibbana, the unplugged, take a rest. Sounds like oh, it should be easy, it isn't? Because you know, we keep overlooking it, we keep trying to conceive it, develop it, make it, sell it, market it. You know. Resting, resting in the real. And then, but from that place of of practice, you can, you can sense my relationship. If my relationship to the transitory is much more dispassionate, much more allowing, much less engaging, much less snarling and tangling and fascinated. There is this kind of restfulness behind that. Yeah. So you're not dismissing the transitory, the world of sensation, feeling, impression, and so forth, but you're saying the particular balance, detachment, dispassion, ceasing, relinquishment, these are the terms that are used, the progressive development, that enables one to feel this quality of something supremely rested, restful, ceased, finished, completed. Not wiped out, but finished, completed, enough, rested. Because you can't get it and you can't grasp it what we do is we relate to the transitory, the changeable with an increasing degree of dispassion, compassion, clarity, attentiveness, you know, through that skillful action we sense something feels peaceful here. Something has that quality and you tune into it. When you allow yourself the pausing and the resting, you become much more astute knowing what do you really need to do, what is helpful to do, what do you not need to do, how to switch it off. How to say, oh, I don't like, it. I, don't, I can't stand this another minute, I can't stand it, I can't stand this another minute. Oh. <laughs> how to do that. It shouldn't be this way, you never not feel it, right. oh well, <laughs> how to do that. Oh. We can do it, you yeah. It's just reminding ourselves we can do it and it's actually for our welfare. It's not a collapse. It's actually a, a movement into, into something serene, deeply, refreshing, regenerative. This is mindfulness in the body as it deepens. Sometimes it, you know, and you see the. Satipatthana, you got, you know, mindful of walking, mindful of breathing, mindful of moving around, mindful of stretching the limbs, mindful of sensations arising and passing and so forth, or mindfulness to the extent to which there is the understanding, there is a body, and that's the highest, you know, the, the less differentiated, not the even more, the di- higher degrees of differentiation, but the less, just the, there is a body, there is embodiment, it's this. So coming into that, it gives us a kind of a, you know, a living template in which the sensations, the energies of our bodies run across that, and they, as they, as we comprehend that, as we meet that, the heart faculty is given a very supportive signal. Now, because the heart faculty is directly sympathetic to the body, any degree of resting in the body is going to give that signal to the heart. Any degree of compulsion, reactivity, agitation in the body is going to give that signal to the heart. Any degree of fear and guilt in the heart is going to give that effect to the body any feeling of any heart impression of stress and so forth is going to give that into the body so these two sympathize with each other you don't decide to do it it just happens if you feel nervous and agitated you will feel it in your body and it will you feel it in your heart but if we can come to this place to come to bring the heart out of that loop of being caught in its own emotions, we come into the body, it gives the heart a ground, a sense of, you're okay, you're here, it's okay, we're here, let it change, let it pass, and the heart eventually becomes, okay, I'm here, let it pass, let it change. It can do it, because you've gone to the ground of the body you generate, you practice that particular quality, and the heart picks it up. It's non-verbal. As you know, you know if you're sort of somebody's in a panic, agitated panic. You don't go to them and say, "Well, all compounded phenomena are impermanent; let it pass." Because the, the verbal, so even though it's true. What you probably do is you put your hand on his shoulder, give him a little. Rocking, here we are, body, okay. Let's walk up and down a little bit. <laughs> and they, they calm, right? So, because you're giving a direct signal from the body to the heart, and the heart will pick it up, no matter what the head is spluttering away at doing, the heart will pick up directly the bodily signal. Mm-hmm. So it's a very direct relationship there. And if we begin to sense in this bodily domain both the the transitory and the fundamental quality of body, and we begin to relate to the transitory from the more fundamental perspective of I'm here, this is here, this changes, be with this, the heart begins to do the same. Now the qualities of heart are of a similar twofold nature. We have the temporary qualities, which are our emotions and moods beautiful and twisted, afflicted and uh, wonderful. Change, don't they? We can go from the wonderful to the afflicted in a flash of an eye, blink, you know, we can go from one to the other. This is a transitory stuff, because anybody had a permanent emotion or a permanent skillful mental state or a permanent unskillful mental state. It's something to change. If that's all there is, it's going to be a busy and rocky ride trying to keep coming back to those good, happy states, you know, trying to get them to line up more effectively And this is kind of what we try and do, isn't it? Through the sensory realm, through our friends, relationships, our conveniences, our comforts, the things we can just try and line up those happy states. (laughs) You know, the comfort buttons or whatever it is, you know, try and line them all up. Temperature control, you know, (laughs) everything lined up so as we can be the most comfortable but you realize the 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 amount of effort that's required to do that and the amount of fiddling and tankering and tweaking and twiddling and discriminating makes you so agitated and so susceptible hey the climate control shifted from 71 to 70 panic you know something's going wrong so, this is a really, in meditation, Buddhist meditation, rather radical shift from really, you know, tweaking the control buttons. Saying, well, just set it at about good enough, manageable, okay, for most of the time. It's okay, it won't kill me. Let's set it at that one. <laughs> because I'm gonna die anyway, you know, so someone's <laughs> gonna kill me sooner or later, so we'll just set it at bearable, good enough, you know, manageable, reasonable, okay. And then, then we we'll just step back, because there's another faculty of heart, which we all know, and we use it sometimes. We all know it very well. Uh, it's more fundamental which you could say is our love capacity. Yeah. Uh, empathic. It means whether we like it or not, whether we choose it or not, we always are affected and resonate with experience. Something goes, is moved. Something is touched. Something's affected. We're imp- something affects us. We're empathic. What happens out there causes something to happen here. Can't help it can't stop it. Something there happens, something happens here. Even just the thought, something happens here. So it doesn't have to be physically out there. It can be anywhere in the transitory domain, thoughts, sensations, memories, moods, triggers, some kind of resonance happens. Hmm. Now maybe that isn't such good news first, because we've always been affected by by these things, but if we tune in to the quality of empathy itself, the ability to feel a feeling as a feeling, again, this is another part of the recitation, feeling as feeling, you know, like body in the body, feeling in the feeling. not. Feeling in terms of whether I like the feeling or don't like the feeling or I should be here or a pleasant feeling or an unpleasant feeling. Yes, feeling is doing what feeling does. What does feeling do? It feels, that's its job. It's pleasant or painful, its job is to feel. And what does feeling feel like? It feels like a sudden bursting, moving, charging up, powering up, energizing, vitalizing, shifting, moving there's another one, comes and goes, isn't it? Pleasant, painful, they are of a similar nature in that respect. Now the quality of, of the, I will say the fundamental quality of heart, more than the transitory, is our ability to embrace, be present with, empathize with, feeling. And we can do this with the sick, the dying, other people in pain and suffering, we can get there and instead of reacting, we can sympathize and something finds a sense of great grace and opening and deepening occurs in our nature. It's our nature. Mm -hmm. What, in fact, we seek other than just, you know, tweaking the controls of sensory stimulation, we also seek an adept experience, something, some experience, some way of living that will make us more compassionate, rich, empathic. I mean, not everybody does, but I think everybody does at some time or another. And uh, those who seek the way will be inclined to doing that more and more. How can I become more compassionate, more wider, more inclusive, more embracing, more empathic. Because it ennobles me. It makes me grander. It makes me less petty, less squabbling, less fault-finding, less persnickety, less obnoxious. <laughs> you know, less discriminating, less picky. And I feel better when I can be a bit bigger, a bit wider, a bit more accepting you know, in that way. I feel better, I feel calmer, I feel steadier, I feel more responsible, more fully human. And this is this quality of heart, so important. And the amazing thing, you know, that we all know, strange enough, is things can be unpleasant, disappointing, frustrating, downright irritating, as you tuning to that heart faculty, it's still frustrating, disappointing, irritating, and yet you feel calm and spacious and compassionate. And you can start to relate from a less frustrated, exasperated way. You can relate more calmly and compassionately to, to experience. And we come to think of it, you know, is life really, you know, it is frustrating, isn't it? It is exasperating, it its exasperating is irritating. <laughs> it's just deeply disappointing on many levels. <laughs> you know. So what are we gonna do? Well, what you do is you embrace it. And there's always beginning here, beginning here. Where the body and the heart meet is the place of practice. So we're not dealing with abstractions right now, even the most noble and worthy abstractions. You know, the state of the world, the planet, climate change, global warming, inequality, war, pestilence, violence, you know, you could stack them up. And then, yeah, you know, it bothers me. But the place of practice of meditation is the place where I can feel that sense of frustration, disappointment, despair, irritation. Why are people like this? I feel that sense and it's mine. And I embrace that sense, I open to that. I take it into my body. I hold it in the body and breathe into it. I don't try and get rid of it. I let the breath and the heart meet each other and let them sort it out. Mm. So this is a you know, a little piece of practice. And again, you know, as we practitioners probably are well aware you know, the sense of self is a very inadequate vehicle for dealing with life you know, the sense of self the i am it tries but it's a rather inadequate vehicle to operate for dealing with dukkha <laughs> suffering stress it doesn't do it very well compensates, deflects, blames. It doesn't really do it. Now we're finding something that will do that. It's where the body and the heart meet, where awareness is grounded, present, located here, not spinning out, not dumping, not running away, not contracting, grounded, steady in the heart. Instead of giving those signals of how to get out of here how uh, to dump it, blame it on somebody else, blame it myself, look the other way. It's just saying, stay here, stay right here. Yeah, stay right here and open. Yeah, and then your true power will come through. It's, uh, it's got some edge in it because we don't know that right now. We don't know that power. Until it's opened, so we're right at that place, taking on little bits, yeah of some of the distress that we've ex- experiencing, being touched by it. Can I just stay with it a little bit longer, a little bit more grounded, a little bit more feeling in the body, and something starting to open. Through that, and you feel over a period of time tremendous strength, and if we're stronger, we're also more compassionate. You can't be compassionate unless you have strength. You just can't take it. You can't handle it. You can't handle suffering, however much you wish to. Unless you've got the strength to, it, you can't do it. You just Shredded. Yeah, so this is why the body, I place that at the beginning. If you come into the body in an authentic way and you listen to it, you will be more compassionate, more calm. You know, It's not really even a choice. You w- it will happen for you. If you don't, you may continually wish to be aspire to be, hope to be, but you won't. You won't be able to, you haven't got the capacity. So this meeting place and um, coming to the meeting place, thinking mind is there to keep pointing Hmm. back to this and the meeting place where the body and the heart meet. So let's um, take a pause at that particular poignant moment. And uh, we stand up and uh, come down into your feet. And then... Well, Let's look more directly into aspects of body.